The girl was one of those pretty and charming young creatures who sometimes are born, as if by slip of fate, into a family of clerks. She had no dowry, no expectations, no way of being known, understood, loved, married by any rich, distinguished man. So she let herself be married to a little clerk of the Ministry of Public Instruction. She dressed plainly because she could not dress well, but she was as unhappy as though she had really fallen from her proper station. Since with women there is neither caste nor rank, for beauty, grace, and charm take the place of family and birth. Natural ingenuity, instinct for what is elegant, a supple mind are their sole hierarchy, and often make of women of the people the equals of the very greatest ladies. She suffered ceaselessly, feeling herself born for all the delicacies and all the luxuries. She was distressed at the poverty of her dwelling, at the bareness of the walls, at the shabby chairs, the ugliness of the curtains. The sight of the little Breton girl who came to do the work in her little house aroused heartbroken regrets and hopeless dreams in her mind. She imagined silent antechambers, heavy with oriental tapestries, lit by torches and lofty bronze sockets, with two tall footmen in knee breeches sleeping in large armchairs overcome by the heavy warmth of the stove. She imagined vast salons, hung with antique silks, exquisite pieces of furniture supporting priceless ornaments, and small, charming, perfumed rooms, created just for little parties of intimate friends, men who were famous and sought after, whose homage roused every other woman's envious longings. When she sat down to dinner, before the round table, covered with a tablecloth in use three days, opposite her husband, who uncovered the soup tureen, and declared with a delighted air, Ah, the good soup! I don't know anything better than that. She thought of dainty dinners, of shiny silverware, of tapestry that peopled the walls with ancient personages, and with strange birds flying in the midst of a fairy forest and she thought of delicious dishes served on marvelous plates, and of the whispered gallantries to which you listen with a sphinx-like smile while you are eating the pink meat of a trout or the wings of a quail. She had no gowns, no jewelry, nothing, and she loved nothing but that. She felt made for that. She had longed so eagerly to charm, to be desired, to be wildly attractive and sought after. She had a rich friend, an old school friend, whom she refused to visit, because she suffered so keenly when she returned home. She would weep whole days with grief, regret, despair, and misery. But one evening her husband reached home with a triumphant air, and holding a large envelope in his hand. There, said he, there is something for you. She tore the paper quickly and drew out a printed card which bore these words. The Minister of Public Instruction and Madame Georges Rompineau request the honor of Monsieur and Madame Lesselle's company at the Palace of the Ministry on Monday evening, January 18th.